the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fortune-making spirit of today's marketplace, The Rob Black Show. Good morning. Happy trading, happy investing on our following the Yellow Brick Road to retirement. Yellow Brick Road and Wizard of Oz was really all about labor and uh, how our society was being set up by the southern states and the western states. And how everyone had a lot of issues and gold was a gold standard thing. But we're not going down that road today. We're talking about it being the reflection of labor and the munchkins. Kind of, yeah. We really are. The Nasdaq's up 19.2% year to date. SP 500's up 20.7% year to date. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 15.5% year to date. If it were me, and you were to say, Rob, if you can have those numbers every year for the rest of your life, what would you give up? I would give up sugar. I would give up, uh, I don't know, maybe I, I can go two years without speaking a word out loud if you're tired of hearing my voice. Those are good numbers. Those are, those are numbers that are winning. Yes, yes. So uh, happy post-Labor Day, a holiday in which symbolizing the unofficial end of summer. Ooh. It's been a COVID summer, and it's a cruel, cruel summer, as Bananarama once said, celebrating the social and economic accomplishments of the American worker on Labor Day. I kind of like that. I saw a couple more uh, specials on television about how America was built with steel and the unions. Those seemed like very, very long years ago. Stock market was closed yesterday. We're open back up for business today. Dr. Fauci said that Moderna's vaccine may not be ready in time for the planned September 20 rollout of booster shots. Booster program is going to start with just those who received Pfizer BioNTech's vaccine at least eight months ago. So when's my turn? We're going to get playing that again. Speaking of Labor Day. The jobs report at the first Friday of the month had some flaws. A lot of jobs out there available, but not a lot of people filling those jobs. It's expected that the labor shortage is going to last in the fall, and it could take years to fix. So the unintended consequences of Delta and people working from home has changed the way we view labor. I regularly see restaurants shutting down now for two or three hours in the middle of the afternoon. And um, will it lead to more automation? I think it will. I think it will. Can working from home full-time hurt your career growth? This segment is dedicated to you, the American laborer, right? Um, Working from home over the past few months, over the past, past few quarters, um, my spouse just, you know, school's starting back up. So things have returned to normalize. She's like, is it cool if I go back to work? I'm like, absolutely. We got through a tough move. We got through a tough summer. They wanted her back bad. 
and she just did a hiatus for you know the last hundred days. Um, they wanted her back bad. It wasn't even a question. And she's gonna be a work at homer, and she's going to give them two to three hours a day, and they'll take it. So if I were 20 years old, 25, 30, 35, and still worried about my career, at this point in time, I'll go away if the radio station buys me a good six-pack of beer. I'm not in it to win it. <laughs> I'm in it to finish it. But if I finish it strong, I do. If I don't, eh, I'll dig the beer on the way out as a consolidation prize. Consolation prize, not consolidation. What am I saying? But um, yeah, I, I do think working from home will hurt a younger person's career. Um, but then again, I could just be old fashioned, old fashioned Rob, um, big stories of the day. Long weekends are sometimes a little bit tough to come back from. I saw that COVID vac, uh, COVID, um, infections up 300% year over year. So it sounds like we're gonna have a bumpy ICU path. Intensive care unit in the south still with Florida and Georgia being very problematic with ICU beds. And again, it's 96% of doctors in the United States have been vaccinated. 97% of people in ICUs have not been vaccinated. That should be the statistic that tells you a lot. Yes, people are getting COVID a second time with the Delta variant, even if they've been vaccinated. But it's like a common cold instead of a common cold that kills you um, and again, that's my preachy moment of the day. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, 10 year treasury yields up five basis points to one, three, seven, and that should be getting some attention today as we say, okay, one, two, one, three, goodbye. Let's go back to the one, four, one, five, one, six. That's, I want to be in the one, four to one, six range. And then I kind of want the year to end one, six, one, seven. That should say improving economy, but I want it to be very Goldilocksian and, and controlled. Wall Street doesn't like change. Wall Street doesn't like big moves. Some of the big pharmaceutical companies have been cut today to underperformance because they've outperformed. So Morgan Stanley cut their ratings on Amgen, Johnson & Johnson, and Merck to equal weight from overweight. And they cut one company, Vertex Pharmaceuticals, from equal weight down to underweight. Now, this is kind of significant for me. Where do we go now? We know big tech had its day, and then it rolled over into the financials, and then financials roll over, and they have their good push, and then it rolls over to healthcare, then it rolls over into value, and then it rolls over into consumer staples. We don't really have a clear direction, in my opinion, on the next leg up. We'll get there. I'm not panicked, no, not stressed, but it's not exactly clear. Back in March 2020, back to Labor Day, the U.S. was shedding almost 1 million jobs per day. Congress authorized an extra $600 a week in unemployment benefits on top of what states offered, trying to keep us afloat. One of the most divisive policies of the pandemic era relief ends today. Three million people are losing their extra $300 a week in benefits provided by the federal government. 25 states have already wound down that program. If I were to watch any negative news this weekend, it was probably kind of centering around the, are we right to say, you're lazy, now go get a job? Or are we right to say, you're being wise by staying home and not, not spreading a disease? 
I don't know. My head has exploded with this too many times, it feels like. Um, 9-11 was remembered this weekend. And I got to talk to my kids about that for the first time because they were curious. Where was I? They're seeing more footage now as teenagers versus toddlers. They're kind of getting the impact of that was a big day for me. I was on air for five hours that day. And that day, to me, historically changed our GDP. You can talk about terrorism on the American soil. You can talk a lot about that's the first time since Vietnam War where we were freaked out. But military spending doubled to $700 billion in the decade following 9-11. It's about 20% of total government spending. Not necessarily a good spend on society, but a good spend on protecting society. I think an argument can 2001, the Defense Department had about $181 billion in contract obligations to 46,000 companies. In 2011, it had $375 billion. You can see that number jump quite a bit. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. So El Salvador is a Bitcoin experiment going on where they're letting Bitcoin become legal tender. What's interesting is I've seen some Getty film images come through. And if you've ever been to a what used to be called third world countries or a developing country, you'll see a lot of uh, stores that don't have air conditioning that are outdoor that sell fruit. And, you know, you can grab a cold soda kind of thing. They're usually fairly dirty compared to American standards. But you'll see the cashier in front of it stand is like bitcoin accepted here <laughs> like really okay um it's weird seeing the modern verbiage interspersed with an old school retail experience central american nations can become the first sovereign state to make bitcoin legal tender and in the united states we're still talking about elizabeth warren who I think if you're a fan of the stock market, she's kind of a fan of taking down the stock market heroes and legends so it can be more democratized for all. But then again, she's like, I don't like what Robin Hood's doing either. So she's consumer protections, and I get it. But to someone like me, she's kind of like Darth Vader. She's kind of looming in the background, kind of little draconian. She's saying Bitcoin should be worth nothing. And she's trying to get Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen to say it should be worth nothing. That it's basically just a, a banking situation for a shadow bank kind of experience. And I get that Americans shouldn't be rushing into it, but that seems a little draconian. But again, I'm not a Bitcoin policy expert. Central American nation is going to be an interesting one. It's the brainchild of President Nayib Bukele, a 40-year-old populist whose approval rating of around 90% has emboldened him to reshape the country in his vision. Sounds like somebody we know. Um, by being an early adopter, El Salvador 
is trying to become a destination for foreign investment in Bitcoin mining. He wants to use the geothermal energy from his volcanoes to power the energy-intensive mining process. I don't know if that's a step forward or that's a step back. On one hand, you can see the benefit of a state nation saying, hey, you can buy a soda. You can buy a house or you can buy a car with Bitcoin. Then you say, how about some regulations? We've seen Bitcoin thieves and uh, robbers. It's it's the biggest, uh, if you add up all the bank thefts in the last hundred years, you know, what Bitcoin can do in one year is, is staggering. Longer waits, safer planes, how 9-11 changed air travel. I think that's one of the things that we should keep going back to today if we can and how air travel did dramatically change. And we kind of got used to it after hijackers commanded, commandeered, commandeered, captain, four planes. The U.S. revamped its process for airport screening to prevent similar attacks. Um, there's a new documentary on Netflix. And what's creepy about this one is they're using a lot of the um, audio from the emergency workers. So the radar people, the fire engines, the fire chiefs, and there was just, there was no coordination. <laughs> there was no knowledge of what to do next. And I snicker, and that's that's a sign of just uncomfortableness with me. Airline revenue for domestic U.S. flights fell by $10 billion a year from 2001 to 2006. But that's nothing compared to the financial hurt from the COVID-19 pandemic when global airlines lost $126 billion in 2020. Beefed up airport screening has created more hassle for passengers. Now there's a privacy debate that's unfolding on how trusted traveler programs like PreCheck collect and protect the sensitive personal info on you and me. I'm on a PreCheck TSA thing, and I don't care. They can have my personal information. If I can get through that security line a little bit earlier, I'm willing to give it up. I'll even You can even read me a commercial while I'm doing it. I don't like lines. I don't like people. Aluminum prices hit their highest level in 10 years. Now get this. You're going to say, why? I'm going to tell you, ready? Following a military coup in Guinea, the West African nation is the world's largest exporter of bauxite, the raw material needed to produce alumina, which is used to make aluminum. And there's concern about shortages. I know you're saying, wait, 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 wait. One more time, why are aluminum cans getting more expensive? A military coup in Guinea? Can you find Guinea on a map? I can tell you, I cannot. Here's the quote that should have cryptocurrency investors really scared. Charles Randall, head of the UK's financial regulator. He warned consumers about investing in speculative cryptocurrencies pushed by celebrities, specifically pointing his long finger at Kim Kardashian. She was paid promotional money for Ethereum max to her 200 million plus Instagram followers. I think that should be illegal. If we can get the shame bell out from Game of Thrones, I think we should follow Kim around for weeks and months on end, ringing the bell, shame, 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 shame. Um, my industry, I can't have Kim Kardashian on and say, Rob Black's the best financial person on the planet. My industry's smart enough to say people are stupid out there. 
and they follow people who are stupid like Kim Kardashian and Joe Montana. And they're saying, oh, Joe Montana is a saint. He's a god. But does he know how to vet a financial product for you? No. I even had a issue with a Wilford Brimley, you know, pushing life insurance at a point where you don't need life or annuities when you don't need annuities where like Wilford Brimley is taking the money and running. I get it. He was never that big of a, a modern day actor, but come on, a cocoon guy pushing old people stuff. Eh, is he really a celebrity? Yeah, he kind of was. I, I don't like it. So be careful who you take endorsements from. The Department of Justice said it will protect abortion seekers in Texas under the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, which shields those seeking reproductive health services from intimidation or attacks. Oh, my, my, my. What a mess we have in Texas. The United States is divided. That is clear yet again. Sony moved up the theatrical release for Venom, the sequel by two weeks after the fantastic weekend opening for Shang-Chi which I saw, and I'll say it was visually wonderful. And to see a dominantly Asian cast, it was lovely. Um, I'm not tricked into believing that's real diversification, but it was kind of nice not to see Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie in a movie. With that said, it's I forgot every scene in the movie the moment I walked out. But it was fun while I was watching it. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Elon Musk in the news. He gave an update late last week on Tesla to Tesla employees. He had an all-hands meeting. That any employee could dial into, and he said, "Bad news: Cybertruck is facing delays." Investors already knew delivery of Tesla's light-duty pickup had slipped from 2021 to 2022. Now it looks like it won't come into any sort of volume until 2023. Tesla's going to be behind Ford, Rivian, and potentially General Motors in launching an all-electric truck at a scale of tens of thousands of units a year. That's a big story. This is the early days. This is the gold rush of winning mind share on electric vehicles. And if Tesla was there first, they had that first impression, which you probably remember your first boyfriend or girlfriend a little bit more fondly than the truth. Because um, that first kiss was electric. And even if they had braces and pimples, it was all that in a bucket of chicken. And looking back now, you're going to go, man, I kissed a girl with that many braces and uh, pimples and bad nappy hair. Yes. So Tesla's losing that one. And one of the things that they've had before is that uh, when they went from 0% market share to 2% market share in electric vehicles, 2 to 3, those are exponential. That's 50%, 100% moves. And Ford and Rivian and General Motors are all going to get a piece of the pie before Elon Musk is able to step up to the, the table and say, I'd like a piece of pie, too. There was a positive note. 2023 also appears to be the year Tesla plans to launch a smaller model costing about 25000 Musk and Tesla management have talked about a lower cost model for months trying to address the average person. 
Tesla Model 3 sedan starts about 40000 in today. A higher-end sedan uh, is for Tesla still costing 60000 in some configurations. But the cheaper they can get, the more standard they can get. But what I come away from this is Tesla's meteoric rise. It's getting more complicated. And that first mover advantage is starting to lose. And the Tesla truck, the cyber truck, the thing that he said, it's got the unbreakable window and he throws a brick at it and it goes right through it. <laughs> Whoops. Um, it's not going to be the first of the first. I don't know. If you're not in first place, you're in last place. Something like that is the thought. And that's not true. But we throw it out there as if it were. Let's go through some other stories out there this morning. Um, airports saw daily passenger counts up more than double over the weekend compared to 2020, but still below the pre-pandemic totals of 2019. Number of travelers passing through airport checkpoints jumped Thursday and Friday and then ebbed on Saturday and Sunday. The higher numbers on Thursday and Friday were particularly notable since Hurricane Ida and the remits of canceled flights across the Northeast and the South included hundreds in New Orleans. I think I saw something on the weather reports that another hurricane is getting ready to move towards the United States or tropical storms going to turn into a hurricane. If we have a year <laughs> where the wildfires are raunchy bad and the hurricanes turn like from one big one to five, oh boy especially during times of COVID and ICU's capacity limits in the South. I won't get into the numbers on how many travelers actually traveled um, on the breakdown of the days, but I think it was ultimately 2.1 million on Friday, more than twice last year. Um, but again, still down on a year-over-year -year basis. Gasoline, up a dollar from last year probably made flying a little more attractive to some people. Then you get the CDC in the background going, if you're unvaccinated, don't travel. That was a quote from the CDC. First and foremost, if you're unvaccinated, we would recommend not traveling. Nearly 176 million Americans, 53% are fully vaccinated, and 62.3% have received at least one dose. Those numbers are up about 1% week over week. Good. Um, I'm tired of vaccine conversations. Shang-Chi, big success, is helping Venom move up a movie. So instead of pushing movies back and saying, okay, Top Gun, we want full capacity Tom Cruise fans there. We're now saying, wait, wait, Shang-Chi pulled in a lot of money as an exclusive in movie theaters only. So Venom said, you know, let's move up two weeks. Four-day box office results for Shang-Chi came in at 90 million. Not too shabby. It's not quite 2019 type of ridiculous numbers for box office hits. But also I don't really know on Shang-Chi and Black Widow. Shang-Chi to me was a Asian superhero who we've never heard of in the United States, unless you probably grew up Asian American or a super big Marvel fan. I'm neither. But when they announced that film a couple of years ago, we're like, hmm, 
I wonder if it'll have the appeal of Iron Man. I wonder if it'll have the appeal of Spider-Man. 90 million sounds pretty good. The first Venom made 855 million at the global box office. It was the sixth highest grossing movie in the world that year. Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson are in a huge huff. Will she ever play the character again after Disney got mad at her for demanding bonus pay that she couldn't possibly hit if it was going to be released in homes and not just in the theaters? It's a mess. It's a mess. Um, but Venom was moved from June 2021 to October 15. Now it's being pushed up to October 1. I think that's kind of a sign of good things. Um, America has reported over 40 million cases of COVID and 651,000 deaths. Of the 40 million, we've recorded another million plus in the last week. So then they're starting to get arguments onto the data. Well, maybe more people were infected and that shows the death rate was half what we thought. And I'm like, do we have to dissect data as amateurs? It's probably not a good idea. <clears throat> Just me saying. Taking a look at the stock market today. Some of the things that we need to know. NASDAQ set record high today. It's been a very good year. The first segment of the show today, I talked about how great the year has been. Let's not forget that. If September turns out to be a bad month, it could be a pause. It could be a pullback. It could be a give back. If you've ever been playing basketball and you you shoot four threes in a row, you're going to clink one or two out. Same kind of analogy can happen on Wall Street. If you're a baseball player and you have a great four or five days, you're probably going to go 0 for 4 once this weekend. It can be streaky within a trend. And the trend is lovely right now. But just throwing that down. Holiday season is coming up very, very quickly. I saw, I um, wasn't, yeah, it was Costco. They started putting up Christmas decorations. And it's like, really? This has to be the earliest to see reindeer and Santas in the rafters. I'm not against it because retailers have to survive right now. And every dollar that they get you to spend on Christmas in September, they're stoked. They won't have to wait just to see if everything comes to fruition. And then it turns out there's a big snowstorm that keeps everyone inside in the Northeast and Christmas doesn't come to fruition late in December. Big tech has the same issue going on. Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Alphabet, they've all outperformed over the last month. Netflix, which has recently led the group, could have a secret weapon coming. Um, everyone else has some supply chain issues potentially lingering and for Netflix it's got a different slate of content it's got visual content it's got shows that we want to watch in theory I'm watching the final season of Money Heist it's a Spanish telenovel bank robbery which was pretty interesting I, I've learned that um, movie directors don't really like directing movies with terrorists because terrorists are bad they tend to drop the, um, they, they tend to shoot characters in the head and act all tough. 
Whereas bank robbers, you have a little bit of sympathy for. You're like, ah, their backstory is that their dad got screwed over by the banks. They're trying to pull all the money out. And ah, you get, you kind of get, you can have sympathy for bank robbers, but not for terrorists. Did you ever think directors were that smart? I like it. Oh, what else do we have to hit on today? Um, Netflix has got some content coming down the road is what I was trying to get at. They've announced more of it. But with Money Heist, they did something pretty uh, smashingly brilliant. Um, They took 10-episode order. They're going to do four this month, two in a month or two, and then four more later. So they're trying to stagger what used to be all about binge-watching. They're now saying, let's stagger it a little bit. Give people something to look forward to. Give them a reason not to cancel their subscription for a few months until we get things that uh, drive content excitement. Water cooler talk back again. I'm looking at you, Stranger Things. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I am the one and the only Rob Black. Thanks for listening. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is the Rob Black Show. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. This was a band that I found in 2018 with my kids, AJR. Got to see some shows in 2019, and then 2020 came, a new album came, and concerts got shut down. I was supposed to go to a concert in September, but I think I'm going to back out. Um, Camp, C-A-A-M-P, is in town, and I just not worth it so i feel like i'm the guy with bad luck in horror movies i'm the first guy to catch an arrow in the eye i'm the first guy in post-apocalyptic films where i get captured by the evil dystopian future and they torture me i don't think i'm gonna go to a concert but elsewhere in life i'm lucky apple delayed plans to scan photos for signs of child sex abuse this is a really just i don't we look back at history and Apple has some big missteps. This felt like a misstep the moment it was brought out. And as a father, I love the idea of if there's some pervert taking child pornography photos and he's backing them up and sending them into the cloud that someone can get on top of them. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if that one's worth it. Privacy issues. That What if they start scanning for a picture of me that has a, a cancer mole on it? And they start selling it to doctors. I don't like, there's something I don't like about that first step. Seinfeld reruns help push Netflix to shares of a record. Um, Seinfeld, what I'm trying to get at here, if you can work with me for just a second. Netflix is back in favor. A lot of investors are skeptical that a strong slate of upcoming content including the long-awaited debut of Seinfeld, will be enough to kind of drive subscriber growth. When you talk in Netflix, you're talking things like The Witcher and Cobra Kai and maybe Lucifer and Stranger Things, but now we're talking Seinfeld, which I don't know what year it went off. I've never seen one full episode of Seinfeld. Um, But this is big news and it kind of makes me a little bit less optimistic a little bit more pessimistic 
as you kind of start digesting piece by piece, what does it mean? Where do we go with this one? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. There's no great big story driving today as far as uh, economic data. There's no fiscal policy. That still seems to be Biden's next big push or uh, accomplishment or failure will be the end of the year and getting a budget put together for the United States that both Republicans and Democrats can agree on. It looks like it's going to be very contentious. It looks like Joe Manchin from uh, West Virginia Democrat is kind of uh, the, the swing vote. And he has enough um, fiscally conservative people in the state of West Virginia to say, I don't want to be looked at as a big spender. Again, that's my political hack analysis. So I don't think three and a half trillion gets through if I were a betting man. I'm not a betting man, so I'll remain on the sidelines. Huh. There's a lot of stories about the World Trade Center that I just don't want to do. And that makes me a little nervous that I'm trying to avoid something because I try not to avoid but I just don't think I feel right about it for some reason. Wall Street is aiming to build on gains after jobs let down. The problem is the indexes are not following suit. The Russell 2000 started in the green and turned red. The NASDAQ has been green, red, green, positive, negative, positive. The Dow Jones Industrial Average opened weak and it's gotten weaker. The SP 500 opened weak and it's gotten slightly weaker. I love the stories where people are trying to compare today to the 1920s and the roaring 20s. And would you please bear me with me for one minute here when I say um, there could be strong similarities, but not let's let's not get too crazy with it. But also, I feel like my life has gone pretty well, all things considered especially in the view of a pandemic. Cryptocurrencies have been a big story. To me, they look frothy. To you, they look like, hey, this could be my chance. To me, it looks like that's good money trying to do crazy stuff. And froth isn't, isn't like nourishment. Froth is, is bubbles. Individual investors make up 20% of average daily volume for the stocks, twice the level of two years ago. So there's a lot of kids, and when I say kids, I'm just saying inexperienced people under the age of 30 getting into Robinhood and doing day trading. And in an up market, you can look smarter than you are. These are called meme stocks. They've always been called something. Momentum stocks, tech stocks, high flyers, day traders. Companies like Yahoo, who are gone and irrelevant now, used to move 10, 15, 20% on earnings. Go forward to 15 years later, and they're just not even relevant. So having 20% of the daily volume on Wall Street, double what it was two years ago, tells you that there's a lot of young and experienced people who haven't been burned yet. From 1998 to 2000, lots of companies with zero earnings saw shares shoot higher and investors pile in. These were essentially the meme stocks of 2000 are now the meme stocks today. 
I wouldn't imagine owning AMC movie theaters, which I think is a horrible business model. I think movie theaters have to go from the 20 movie pl- movieplex to two or three with recliners, where you charge a lot more for the same seat. Barclays Stranded just lifted their S&P 500 price target to 4,600 from 4,400 as they didn't see any Federal Reserve tapering triggering a significant market sell-off. A lot of assumptions being made right now. Match.com, the dating app, is being added to the S&P 500. I find that interesting. A sign of the times, right? A dating internet app is a legit S&P 500 company. I like it. I'm not against that one. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. You know, referral to a financial planner. Contact me, Rob at robblackshow.com. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.